Well, the opportunity for the 2030 Olympics to be hosted here in Vancouver comes with, obviously, a hefty price tag. And the group that's trying to make it happen is an Indigenous-led group made up of the Lilwat, Musqueam, Squamish, and Tsleil-Waututh nations. And basically, it would blend a mix of public and private funds estimated at $3.5 to $4 billion. We're joined by Mary Coney Bear, member of the 2030 Feasibility Team. Good morning, Mary. Good morning, Reggie. Thanks so much for having me on. Thank you for being with us so bright and early on a Sunday. Before we talk numbers, let's talk about some of the changes that would account for the price tag. Uh, what can you tell us about venues and, and locations? Oh, sure. Reggie, just before we do that, I, I want to highlight that um, the real opportunity here, you talked about Indigenous-led. It's also a climate-positive bid, so really as an exciting opportunity. Um, when you look at the venues and the changes, the venues themselves are using the same ones as 2010. And the only difference is, and we did that for sort of fiscally responsible reasons, but the only changes are really uh, curly that would move from Hellcrest Community Centre, which is now a, a vibrant community centre, a pool, a library, and some rinks, uh, into the Hastings Park Complex in the Agridome. And then the other big change is moving Cyprus, and we saw the weather and the climate impacts we had in 2010, right. and moving that into the interior to Sun Peaks. Yeah, so no longer dealing with False Creek too, right? That's uh, oh right, sorry. So False Creek was really a center for uh, the live site, and that is moving to Hastings Park. So a really great concept, a vibrant festival atmosphere at Hastings Park. Okay, and then in lieu of using Cypress, what would happen there? So Cypress would move to the freestyle skiing and snowboard goes to Sun Peaks, and all those events can take place on one mountain. So very exciting opportunity up there. Uh, supported by Kamloops. Okay, so part of this was uh, due to wanting to keep the prices, uh, the price tag down overall, but also you mentioned uh, thinking about climate change, so trying to, I guess, predict what could happen again with snow. Let's talk about uh, what's to be gained by welcoming different countries to Vancouver when we know that the IOC is mired by, by scandal. The, the opportunity really here is uh, right across Canada, but when you look at what this game can bring, we look at the capital program in particular, and 40% of that goes to housing. When we talk to all the different partners, priorities, the people in the community, housing is the number one um, concern or opportunity, in fact, in this case. And so uh, we look at bringing in, uh, really, we're, we're housing 6,000 athletes, and that will go to housing that is a legacy we have legacy in there for First Nations housing as well. Uh, and so that's really a, a, a fantastic opportunity. We also look at refreshing venues. So these are venues that are really used uh, vibrantly for the community. Uh, when you look at the, the share of what it means for BC people and uh, the governments and the, the, the people of BC, uh, it's, it's not actually a large number. It's a great deal. We, we have sort of the $190 million would be BC share on the venues. Um, that's 17 venues. One of those venues brings in double that brings in about 350 million in economic impact every year. So, so it's a real opportunity to leverage these games and and bring in funding from outside the games, outside the BC, uh, in order to accomplish our priorities. And Mary, let's talk about the price. We know that these things always occur within an estimation. So to, today we're looking at three and a half to four billion dollars. 
those estimates are all well and good, but then that's only if things go according to plan and, and they never seem to. So if we factor in climate change, unpredictable weather, the unresolved opiate crisis and the growing number of unhoused in Metro Vancouver, not to mention that people in BC are trying to catch their breath after the pandemic. How can we afford the investment? I think, Roger, it's really important to note that when we talk about the cost, 2.5 to 2.8 million of that, a billion of that number is actually private funding. So the event itself is 100% private funded, the Organizing Committee Operations, and it's funding that comes in for the event from outside the region. And so that's funding that doesn't come to our region without the games. So now if we look at the public funding, uh, the, when we look at what the games can leverage for every dollar that is spent from BC governments, local and provincial, that attracts $5 from outside the region. That wouldn't come without the games. So that allows the governments to actually get all that. That's not even including the economic impact. That is just direct uh, expenditure coming into the region. And that does help in terms of uh, taxes and other ways that the governments can have revenue to help address all these other things, uh, including, of course, uh, housing. Okay, so for the amount that is on taxpayers' shoulders, what is that estimation currently at? So if we look at the funding for the funding model for these events, uh, it's a publicly funded formula, sorry, the, the public formula uh, right now that's, that's available is for the federal covers about half of it. So if you look at the other half, uh, that would be, let me just look here, so BC share would be $320 million for the capital uh, program, and that's over five or six years. Okay, the question of to host or not to host Olympic Games as a city is not going to be put forward to residents of BC. But so many are just nervous looking at those numbers. What do you want those people to know? I think we want everyone to know that we are talking to people. We have gamesengagement.ca, and we'd love for people to come along. We have um, events every day, in fact, engagement with direct engagement with the community. And what we've heard the people that are showing up at uh, Dragon Boat Festival, at, at the different events that we come to in the city, um, virtual events, we're actually finding people are overwhelmingly in favor. Uh, even our questionnaire where we, we on the site itself, uh, 75% uh, feel that this concept resonates with them. So I think my message really to everyone is this is about bringing Canadians back together. You mentioned COVID, and, and this is an opportunity for us to reunite as a country, as a province, as a people, uh, it's a chance for reconciliation, and it's to help bring us out of the, the COVID impacts that we've seen and really demonstrate what it is to move forward together for the better of all of us. And yet we know, just to on the line of uh, the pandemic and of COVID, we know now, having gone through the pandemic, that these things are unpredictable. We don't know when another one would arise, if games would have to be cancelled at some point and things like that. What's your response to that? I know you have a lot of experience in working in crisis management and doing operational planning uh, for London 2012, for Sochi 2014, and others. So what is your response to what about the great unknowns of the possible crises that could afflict BC or Vancouver? Yeah, it's a really good point. We, we build in about five, at least five layers of um, mitigation into everything we do. And so we start right from making sure we have strong uh, estimates that have real backing behind it. We have the ability to manage scope. So because we're not building any new venues, 
uh, we're really refreshing them and adding legacy that if we had something unforeseen, uh, because that kind of expenditure happens late in the, in the life cycle, uh, we adjust our plans. But on top of that, we actually put in a lot of contingency, Raji. So it's really looking at, even though we have these other mechanisms, we want to make sure we're absolutely fiscally responsible. And then lastly, I really want to say, when we talk about things unforeseen, global events, uh, we work with all the partners together. Everybody comes to the table to solve the problem. Okay, Mary Coney Bear, thank you for being with us this morning. Thanks so much for having me.